Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Two Chunks in a Hunk, a movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. My name is Jordan Wonders, and I am your chunk for the week. I'm Doge, and I'm your other chunk. And if you're listening right now going, hey, where's David's voice? (laughs) What that means is you didn't listen to the announcement episode we put you out last week. You messed up. Shame on you. We That's worked really say. hard on that episode. We did work really hard. It, it was, was probably the most difficult one of, that we've ever done. It was funny. It was which oh, it's is the more best one we've say ever for done. A lot of other I think it's the best one we've done, which is really great. Um, but thankfully, we have been blessed to already have a guest hunk to fill in in David's absence. That guest hunk is Carter Willis. Carter, why don't you say hello to everybody? Hello to everybody. <laughs> I super pump cinema. I have been up all night trying to think of what is what is one of the first things that I'll say on here as if people are going to go back into the annals of two chunks and a hunk and be like, you know, I'd be interested to know. Like, <laughs> where, did trivia. Everybody, where did everybody where did start? start? Where did he start? What's and he the, said, hey, to everybody. He super pump cinema. And I think it was a great start. And I think it really encompassed everything he meant to that group. Uh, no, I... Um, I'm super excited about this. Um, I'm, I super pumped the opportunity uh, to be here to be the guest hunk. I think it's hilarious how uh, we have dropped video at the same time I've come on. Sure. And yeah. so, but it's probably best so that people don't recognize me even more. Yeah. We'll talk now, more about why now I'm that we're audio. Already, but yeah. Now that we're audio only, we could look like anything you want us we, to look like, okay. which is that, the greatest strength of the medium. I it think. sounds great. If you're yeah. at home and you want to get out a pen and paper, Carter Willis is actually an anagram for George Clooney. So yes. <laughs> that's our big cover up. Yes, that's it. And I, it's good. Cause I didn't want to have to 
go through all the surgery. It's very expensive to try and look anything close to uh, what Blease looked like. Sure. And so, um, yeah, and there were different opportunities too. I didn't know if I needed to go into like the clergy and be a monk instead of a hunk. Sure. Um, but it was much easier just yeah. to like kick an old person and be a punk. And yeah. I was like, I could do this. You did yeah. You did uh, basketball for a while. You're trying to be two chunks in a dunk. Yeah, I could for dunk it. Bit. And then just donuts was easier. After I did this, I was like, I could have just had breakfast. Yeah, you yeah. just dunk some donuts. But, or, or, or you slept like stacked on top of another person with two chunks in a bunk. Yeah. It could have been that. Real, yeah, yeah. No, that was an option. I remember for a while you were talking about driving an old car and you were just going to be two chunks in a clunk. I like the clunk. Yeah. I like the clunk for sure. You were just going to dance the whole time. It could have been two chunks in a crunk, but yeah, we ended up not going with that. I believe yeah. I believe you tossed out at, at first. I think the first one was uh, you were just going to be really like peppy all the time. You're going to be two chunks in a spunk. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. Yeah, or I, if I have enough refried black beans... I'm kind of skunky too. Oh, two chunks in a skunk. I throw that off. Yeah. yeah. And you but, can just put mm-hmm. it in the back of your car, two chunks yeah. in a trunk. Yep. Maybe a little bit of a two chunks in a funk going mm-hmm. on there. We're trying to smell that. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> yeah. Something I usually find when I eat enough corn is there's two chunks in, in my junk. <laughs> and every and mom it. who's that's ever it. listened just turned off the podcast. This is the first week of our four-week series, Two Chunks Summer of Love, and we are so excited uh, to bring to you our really just thoughts and and discussions about romance and and what love really is, and I can't think of a better starting place than this movie, which is, of course, Crazy Crazy Stupid Stupid Love. Love. And don't be alarmed, but over the next four weeks, uh, Jordan and I are going to be Going on dates with Carter. Uh, every week we'll be recording with Carter. Um, Swiping left. Hmm. Just style, how is left started? the good one? I don't remember. Which is the it. good one? Me We're going to be yeah. swiping the good way. We're going to be yeah. swiping the good swipe. Having some good swipes. Have just the best swipes of all time. Um, good swipes, good good friends. Good swipes, good, good friends, God, can't eat. lose. <laughs> But we're going to be figuring out if, if Carter is our podcast soulmate. Mm-hmm. And, and no I, pressure. I can't think of any better love story to base this off of than anything Ryan Gosling's ever touched in oh his whole life. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Yes. So without further ado, it brings me great pleasure. Doge Synops. So two chunks and no, this movie's not called <laughs> Two Chunks and a Hunk. Crazy <laughs> so stupid chunks. <laughs> It's a chunk It's chunky, chunked love. Um. <laughs> Crazy, chunky love. <laughs> oh, that's, so, the new, that's the new fried chicken bowl at KFC. Crazy, chunky love. Come on in for the crazy, chunky love. I hate it so much. <laughs> Get yourself a hot steaming bowl of crazy, chunky love. Oh, I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> so... Crazy Stupid Love tells the story of really kind of of three couples uh, who are are trying to find love. Three couples and a uh, love and crazy, love and crazy and also stupid. And also, old Kev Bake is in this one as well. Um, So it it tells the story of uh, of Cal. Uh, He is played by Steve Carell. He is in his what, like late forties, mid forties. Yeah, I think synopsis was like middle aged. Middle-aged so cow. Uh, so like 30? Could be 30. Could be like 27 <laughs> or something gross like that. Yeah. Um, middle-aged cow's wife uh, surprises him by asking for a divorce. And so this movie is really, at its core, the story of Cal trying to uh, reclaim Emily's affections and kind of reclaim his family again. Uh, he's helped along the way 
by Jacob, played by Ryan Gosling, who teaches him how to pick up women at bars. And mm. ultimately, uh, honestly, is my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, we'll I, wanted talk take, about that later. I wanted to take this class, whatever this was. Just take me, Jacob. Yep. <laughs> but uh, so ultimately, Jacob's teaching does not prove to be fruitful for Cal. Cal realizes that love is not uh, infatuation. Love is not game, but it's a deep friendship. And that's what he has with Emily. Um, yep. In the middle of all of that, there is uh, Jacob also finds love with uh, Emma Stone's character, uh, whose name is Hannah. Um, Nana. Whose name is Nana, uh, <laughs> who has an interesting relationship to Cal. <laughs> Um, and then there's some super boring stuff about Cal's 13 year old son and his 17 year old babysitter that I don't care for and wish wasn't in this movie. Anyway, Hey, this is not time for editorial. That's crazy, stupid love. Yeah, it is. So let's start talking about it. That was a crazy, stupid synopsis. Look, I think right off the bat, it's fair to say that the opening of this movie makes me giggle so hard every single time. You're talking about the shoes? The shoes? The shoes are so great. And the creme brulee divorce same time scene. Yeah, I think so. It's so wonderful. Some of my first notes were, it it still, it kind of had a classic feel to it. It was like this timeless... Oh, that's creative. I don't think I've seen this before. And I think that's kind of the theme of this movie as a rom-com in general Yes, is we haven't seen this kind of thing. And I know a lot of the times too, there's these preconceived notions, probably especially for men that rom-com or you hear like Summer of Love, we're going to do all this stuff. You think like Hallmark TV yeah. made for TV, like, oh, the chick from Glee and the guy from Gossip Girl, it's about the rodeo. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's not <laughs> yeah. that at all. And a really interesting thing, five of the actors in this movie have been nominated for an Oscar. Yes. Three, one, three, one, yeah. all the women have, well, Marissa Tomei, Emma who Stone. has like a small one. Yeah. And then Julianne Moore yeah. have all won Oscars. And so that's something which is that, insane. Yeah. feels a little different from the start. And I it really feel, is the cast. I yeah. do feel yeah. like Julianne Moore was kind of a weird choice for Emily though. See, I, I don't I feel like there was, I feel like there was some material that maybe I'm not going to say that she didn't do a great job at because it's yeah. Julian Moore and she's phenomenal. But I feel like there was some sort of there were some comedic beats that I don't feel like she's super nailed. She seemed like really? a weird choice to me. Yeah, interesting. I guess in, in other comedy that she's I mean, because like Big Lebowski and things like that, she's pretty eclectic. Yeah. Like she's just funny because she's so different. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess. Yeah, I can see that to an extent. I don't completely agree, but hey, right, we're off to a good start. I already <laughs> don't agree. While we're talking about the opening of this movie, yeah, I please. just think. I really think that the first, like, probably 15 minutes of this movie is some of the, like... Ladybird. <laughs> I actually haven't seen Ladybird. Oh, is, dude. First of all, watch Ladybird. Yeah, for sure. The first 15 minutes of this movie is, like, flawlessly gut-wrenching, in my yeah, opinion. Like, I agree. Yeah. Like, Cal's whole thing, uh, like, just Steve Carell's acting is just a huge pump for me in this yeah. opening. Seriously. Like, he's amazing. And then even just the delivery of the line... Uh, like when he's at work and he's like crying at his desk and his boss comes in and is like, thank God, we thought it was cancer. It's just yeah. a divorce. He goes, yep, just my family. Yeah, yeah. and his his reading of the line, I have to go shop for furniture now, is so heartbreaking. <laughs> Seriously. But also like weirdly funny. Yeah. Well, and he's, I, I would say that this is, for me, this is Steve Carell at like maybe career most charming. Yes. I don't know what it is about this movie, but ev- he eats up every scene that he's in. Even with Ryan Gosling, he is... Mm-hmm. He stands his own, like in a really cool way, which yeah. if you're going to stand on screen with Ryan Gosling, you better bring your A game. Right. Oh and gosh. I can agree with oh, that man. too. And there was something that kind of felt natural about it. Yeah. Like, I think there is an attractiveness to Carell. Like, sure. doing a, like outside of being funny. Sure. I mean, you can talk about like the Swiss army knife that is Gosling. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's yeah. also funny. He can do anything. It's like yeah. what, what you're doing with this movie. Um, but yeah, especially with Carell. And the point to where we'll get to it towards the end to where now he is suave. Yeah. It just felt way more natural than like, okay, he's not acting anymore. 
This is probably what he would do in a bar. Yeah. For me, it was the, the student teacher conference that's skipping ahead a little bit. We'll jump right back, but it was the student teacher conference where he's, uh, you know, Emily comes in and she says, you look really good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he just looks like Steve Carell to me. Now. Like <laughs> yeah. he, it feels like we finally like got he's like walking the red Carell. carpet at an office premiere or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but no, I think, I think that's a perfect point. And, and I think also those, those first 15 kind of heartbreaking, gut wrenching, really soulful minutes yeah. are what sets up the rest of this movie for success. Yeah. This is a, this is a, not a, not necessarily a premise, but a structure that we have seen before. Movies that like to take multiple storylines and collide them at right. some point. But and and because of that, in my opinion, this movie really risked a lot by doing that. Yeah, because it could have been a written off like all the rest, but B could have really tanked. And I think the fact that they stuck with it and did it well is what made this movie. It, work. It did. I think there are parts of it that succeed in spite of itself. And sure. I, I we'll get to that when sure. we get to the, the resolutions all at the end in the backyard and everything. Um, but just going kind of chronologically through the movie after they ask for divorce, we meet, uh, the babysitter. I don't remember Jess. Oh, that's my yeah. wife's name. Yeah, I should, should remember that. that probably yeah. Jessica, um, yeah. Jessica is her name. And the son is his name. Robbie. Yes. Who, who totally looks like not Carl from the walking dead. Yeah. He does um, like <laughs> let's get that same like horrible beetle cool. haircut. Um, we're introduced to their kind of storyline and I'm going to go on record right now and say that I do not really care for their whole storyline. Can I do something crazy? Yeah. The Robbie and Jessica romance side plot is my super dump. The Robbie and Jessica romance side plot is my super dump as well. Yeah. Wow. Really? Tell me why. For me, it felt, I don't want to say out of place because I love, one of my favorite parts is actually the fact that. Robbie has somebody that he loves who he loses hope in. That's one of my favorite things. So it's not that. For me, it was just that, like, it has a general creepy vibe that I sure actually does. don't really care for. Sure yeah. does. Uh, culminating in this moment towards the end of the movie where Jessica's mom decides that it's okay to show her father the pictures that she took. Yeah. Oh, just, yeah. Just, as if that's, you have to have proof. Like, yeah. Just take her word. There was it. just yeah. a lot going on. Yeah. I and to that. me, I think the reason it has to be my super dump, I think every all of the weakest aspects of crazy, stupid love belong to that storyline. They sure do. And I was thinking too, we, so the overall uh, kind of skipping super head, just the thematic like, statement of this movie is that love is not infatuation. Love is not game at a bar. Love is not like going and picking up women. Yeah, love a is, love is a deep friendship yeah. created out of shared life experiences. Yeah. And what Robbie has with Jessica is infatuation. Sure. It's not a deep friendship. Like she's literally his babysitter. What if instead Robbie was like a high school senior? Because then I also buy the age difference between him and Hannah. Like they had Hannah at 17 and then maybe in their early 20s, they had Robbie or even at 27, they had Robbie and he's 10 years younger than Hannah. He's 18 years old. Yeah. Graduating high school. He has a crush on a girl that he's grown up with his whole life. He's known her forever. She's not into him. And he continually pursues her because then we can literally put the theme in his mouth of dad. Love is not just infatuation. I love Jessica, who in this case is his same age. I love Jessica because I've known her forever and we have so much shared yeah. life experience. Yeah. yeah I, I agree was, with that. I was going to say at first when y'all said that, I was going to ask, so how do you, was there a better way to pull off what I, a scene that I loved at the graduation Yes, to where, you know, Cal stands up. And essentially uses Robbie as here's the example. Yeah. And then this is this is the final, like, this is what gets him back with his wife. Sure. Yeah. So I guess there still would have been a way to do that. You're yeah. still putting that in Robbie's hands. 
when you say let's just make him older. Sure. Yeah. So is the well, main issue for y'all actual... that, that that it's the age difference and it's just way too It's not it's not the idea of a young boy having a crush on an <clears throat> older girl that bothers me cuz that happened all the time when you're 13 years old sure, or whatever. Right. That's that's not the issue. For me it's just like there's there's this vaguely creepy vibe around like her decisions at the end of the movie to like let him keep the photos that she took and just, there's just a lot that of things That is creepy. There's yeah. just yeah. a lot of things about it that I was just like what a weird kind of dark spot in a really fun yeah, movie. Yeah, because this isn't American Pie. Like, yeah, this wasn't exactly. A, oh, like it doesn't belong. And it was a very American Pie decision to make storyline-wise. Yeah, yeah, okay. Now, don't get me wrong. We'll, we'll get to it. But one of my favorite things about this movie is subverting genre by making the big speech happen at an eighth grade graduation. Right. <laughs> Love it so much. But we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what I do want to talk about in pretty vivid detail is Jacob and Cal's relationship. Because it yeah. starts here, and I would like to follow that as a thread. Mm-hmm. Just to talk yeah, about I like, before we do that though, because oh, you did you did mention Ladybird. Yes, I sat there, and one of the notes I took was, "Oh, Steve Carell did it first. Yeah, he he just jumps out of a car. Yeah, and that's the big shocker. But I remember with Ladybird too, like uh, seeing is the lady, the sequel to Ladybird. Lady Bird, yeah, yeah. two yeah. Lady Two Birds, and it's two also lady, the prequel birds. to La La Land. We'll get into. Oh that. my goodness, <laughs> we'll get into that. Shared is La La Land just Lady Bird three? <laughs> like it's. <laughs> We, you haven't left Late the free bird. Now it's not the, it's not Marvel Cinematic Universe anymore. It's just the love cinematic. <laughs> the the like search everything is connected. Um, but yeah, it was it was just that was a thing that I yeah. didn't want to just blow over. But I thought that was funny because a lot of people that had seen Lady Bird and kind of drank that juice, which it was a good movie, was sure. just like, oh, can you believe? And it's like, oh, this has been. They did it already. They did this already seven years ago. And not only did they do it already, but they was Steve Carell, right? <laughs> exactly. Sure. And then one more thing too with the. You talk about the like intersecting stories and stuff. What's so fun, a little fun fact is the, I think it's either the writers or producers of this are the, this is us people. Are oh, they really? And that is their game. Yeah. Right? That's exactly, that's what they've been doing for like what the two and two and three seasons now. And I love that show too, but they are, they, this is like their wheelhouse. It seems like to just, let's bring all these things together Interesting. and show, and, and you have so many different things now sure. too. So maybe that's why now we've got, let's try and hit everybody. Yeah. But really, are you going to appeal to 13 year olds to see this? Yeah, movie? exactly. Sure. They're not the audience. Yeah. So well, but, but the other thing is that they're clearly very skilled because to me, none of the, even with Robbie and Jessica, there were moments that were very mature. Like, I think Robbie's a great character. Right. And oh so, my gosh, he just annoyed me this movie. Really? And it, I don't know why. It doesn't bother me. I actually yeah. really like him. But but I think that every every storyline, every relationship that we follow in this movie has its merits and has some really great moments. Yeah, I do. So it's interesting because we spend so much time with Robbie and Jessica and we get the introduction of Jessica's parents. And there's just so much wasted time in the script on that. Her sure. dad is, her dad is wonderful. I love her dad. We the Zodiac killer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, uh, we don't really get to spend time. I don't feel like we spend time with Hannah and Jacob. I, yeah. They, I realized like, there was me. a point when I was like, wait a minute it, outside of the initial, like Jacob hitting on Hannah, when does Emma Stone get back into the movie? No, we yeah. don't. We literally don't see them together. They have it that, is crazy. that yeah. one, the P, the night that goes down PG 13, like she says right. it won't. And then we see them for about 40 seconds in a liquor store. Right. And then in the backyard and then at the graduation, but yeah. we don't ever see them interacting together. And yeah. So for me, I was thinking like, was, is this just because here's where she is now in 2018? Sure. And I was like, why didn't they use her so much? Or she just wasn't at that point yet, but right. she had done easy a yeah, already. Yeah. Right. And she had done she, everything she did in this was great. Yeah. Right. So you just She's didn't have enough wonderful. to do. Well, and, but, I, and I think that ultimately something that I realized upon, I mean, this is, this is probably my fifth time watching this movie. Yeah. Something yeah. that I realized watching this again was that this movie is not about 
Cal and Jacob, but it is told through the lens of Cal and Jacob. They're yeah, both I think used so. to show every other relationship. Yeah. And I would ask y'all, who do you think had better on-screen chemistry? Cal, like Gosling and Carell or Gosling and Stone? Who doesn't, first of all, who doesn't Gosling have chemistry with? Right? Yeah, he is a true. chemistry like factory. <laughs> there was something about these guys too, but it was some, it was not above or below like a Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis kind of thing yeah. because sure. that wasn't really Cal's character. Sure. But the two of them was just, that's, I would love to see more of that. I'm glad. Agreed. I feel like the, the writers of La La Land kind of started that whole thing in terms of casting and being like, well, they need more time together. Yeah. Emma Stone and, oh, and Ryan Gosling. Let's yeah, just yeah. do this. But completely. I and loved everything they, they did together. And it, it felt like half of it or more was ad lib. Seriously. And they're yeah. just both really charming and, and, and funny. So let, let's actually talk about that. That's a great yeah. segue into Jacob and Cal's relationship. This is one of the stranger, weirder, most heartwarming movie relationships to me. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Like they, Cal can gain nothing. <laughs> From Jacob. Sorry, let's reverse that. Jacob can gain nothing from Cal. Yeah, right? yeah. Is what I meant to say. And and he, I think that is our first glimpse that he is more than the womanizer that he says he is. Right, yeah. We find out later that I think he sees his own father in, in, J, in Cal. And that I helps think, it make believable yes. the relationship that he has and, with Cal. And that, I love in that one moment that we go, oh, well, that's why he wanted to help this man find out who he is right. and whether or not he did that right, right. is, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, but the the effort is what matters. And so we have this this sad downtrodden cow being approached yeah. by Jacob. And Jacob says, nobody wants to hear your sad story. You're bumming everybody out. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm going to help you. I'm going to I'm going to pretty woman you. I'm yeah. going to make you yeah. into the man that's inside those old Navy gap clothes. Yeah. Can I just go ahead and throw out my super pump? Whoa. Is- Ryan Gosling in this movie. My okay. super pump yeah. is Jacob. He, I just, I don't feel like Ryan Gosling can do anything wrong. True. Um, and just give it to him. Cause it's not, it's a legitimate one, especially when yeah. it's like a podcast about movies with three dudes. Yeah. And we're yeah. saying the same thing. That's, he's just appealing to everybody. Where's my, where's my goose pack at? He's, you know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, thanks. Uh, is that how geese sound? I don't know. I was going to do it. And I, I just really feel like it's going to sound like a raptor from Jurassic Park. If <laughs> I try, it's like, oh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. They do move in herds. I love it. <laughs> Shoot her. But no, kiss her. <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Charming, funny, musical, good actor. Like, yeah. And hot. these things keep coming. Hot. Hot. Hot That's super sure. important. I feel like with his agent or his marketing, things just keep coming out. Like every so, like three or four years that make him cooler that have just been facts forever. It's like, oh, yes. he was in the Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> oh, he was, he would have been in in sync but they had already filled it up with like JT or or they put yeah. Lance oh in there or God. something like that but like these are legitimate things yeah. and somehow Wait, it's really? just yes. yes like he would have he was if they had had what would it have been six yeah yeah if they would have had six it was gossip it was gossip like, are you been, serious apparently him and and JT have like spent every thanksgiving together since they were kids they're Absolutely. like that close yeah what yeah. i'm telling you dude this guy is he's musically inclined because i believe that's him playing piano in La La Land. Yeah, oh, it is. is him which La 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 is crazy because yeah. I don't know if he was at that level, but he was like, he learned John his Legend acting chops mixed it, up with yeah. his music chops. And we're like, yeah, let me just do this. Earth. Yeah. But, so anyways, <clears throat> one of, one of the things obviously that makes Cal and Jacob's relationship so wonderful is Ryan Gosling and Steve yeah. Carell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The actors. Yeah, I think so. But, let, I, I want to give a nod to the writing here. They had yeah, so absolutely. many times that they could have gone really cheap with this. Yeah. And that they could have made Jacob look at Cal and go, you're schlumpy. You got to get better. You got to right, be. And right, instead right. he just said, he just said, you know, I love when he's like, 
you're at an age where you can remake your whole wardrobe with 16 items. Let's walk you through it. Let's yeah. get you some confidence, this whole thing. And it felt like legitimate advice. It did. Yeah. I, I was like taking notes on some <laughs> of that stuff and I'm married. I was like, so like how can I treat my wife better? I literally it's jackets. The entire, like the entire pretty womanizing of Steve Carell. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like the name of a horror movie. My, my fair, the Carell. pretty womanizing of Steve Carell. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like um, Richard. Gere. <laughs> oh my but uh, I spent the entirety of that sequence googling Ryan Gosling crazy stupid love jacket, and I was like, crap, didn't find it. I know. Ryan Gosling crazy stupid love jacket right, mall didn't find it. Ryan Gosling crazy stupid love jacket navy mall suit. Found it. I was Think, looking at uh, Ryan Gosling, Crazy Stupid Love Body Transplant and trying to see <laughs> yeah. if I could get that. But the like setting the stage too for how suave he was the very first time we see him, which was great that we see his feet first too. Like yes. we saw yeah. um, the beginning Ooh, of, of yeah, Julianne Moore and, and Carell. But like to see him, he was wearing like a maroon suit. Yeah. Yes. I noticed which, that. Unless you're like an Aggie alum at an <laughs> alumni event, no one else does that. No one yes. can. Right. And it's so crazy. And, and uh, my first pump, are we ready? Yeah. Oh, my first pump, uh, not super pump, but pump. I love that relationship, but they did. You talked about the writing. Yes. They did such a good job too, to, cause you have to, everyone's kind of thinking this happened fast. Yeah. Like, He's wondering why he took him in. They do address it again later, but at the mall, like the outlet mall type thing before he throws his shoes, which was which also so super, good. which mm-hmm. was, and then you hear not like a cat or anything, but it's like people are like, ah, like yeah. they just kind of <laughs> add that later. But Carell spends maybe just four seconds. Cal just kind of stands there and almost is like, what am I doing? Like, I think he's even talking to himself yeah. and is like, this is ridiculous. But I think we see from the start too, they did a great job setting up his character. He has already jumped out of a car mm. within minutes of finding out he's divorced. Like he is just yeah. broken, yeah. like yeah. completely broken. And it's to the point too, and we'll get into their relationship more. It's to the point too, to where he is completely oblivious to the fact that Julianne Moore still loves him. Yeah. Like I can see that throughout the movie. Sure. She's trying to get out of him, but he's so depressed like staring off into the distance that he doesn't give her the time of day. Sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the writing for that whole thing was so good. Oh, and, and mm. you can't have one without the other, but thankfully in this movie, it was truly both. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I want to, before we move on, I just want to give a quick nod to both Velcro wallet scenes. <laughs> I, the second that Steve Carell cracks that Velcro wallet out of, I, they don't even show it the first time. Yep. And, and, and Jacob just takes a step back. It, it, it summed <laughs> up everything you needed to know about those two characters in yeah. that one moment. Is yeah. that a GIF? Can I find a GIF of that somewhere? If it's not, of, of it will be by the time we're that. done making this yes. episode, I guarantee. If you're listening to this and you are particularly GIF inclined, uh, and I don't mean peanut butter, I do mean moving images. Can you make a GIF and please like, send, let's it do that. send it to us? Let's Just do that. Us. And I, I love so much in movies when you can get a, a whole relationship dynamic like that in a really From concentrated a drop yeah. where it's just like, that is so good. And I That's love them. finding yeah. those moments, but yeah. So um, I want to, I want to jump just as the movie does real quick and touch on what Emma Stone is doing at this point right. in the movie. Hannah is with her. Josh Groban. Yeah, dude, it's Josh Groban. Yep. Guys. <laughs> it's so good. It is good. And this was <laughs> technically his like feature film debut. Yeah. What? But when I was going back and back and back, so did you know that his cinema career started before his music career? What? In ni- his first album came out in 1998, which is when he got with David first Fincher, all, who did like time. who yeah, did yeah. like Celine Dion and stuff, right? And I'm starting to notice he doesn't age very much. Like yeah. Josh Groban, how old can he be now? Like he's, he started I think he's 90s. drinking concentrated doses of Keanu Reeves sweat. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it might be it. <laughs> That's amazing. He's taking sweat I want to see the commercial to sell that sweat from Keanu, <laughs> by the way. Um, but Ooh. in 19, here's, I, I just, you're going to get this from me, but I love the silly details like this. In 1997, 
Josh Groban was on two episodes of Ally McBeal. What? <laughs> Didn't find the screenshots, but it's there. It's like the, on it IMDb, <laughs> it starts with Ally McBeal in 97. And I was, I couldn't even find him as like trash boy number three. Like who? <laughs> he was probably just in the back like, I pick up trash. <laughs> right? Like, like the, 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 it's not even, yeah. They're Do not even know rolling what? film. And they're like hearing him in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> like an elf moment. And they're like, oh my gosh. You're like, would you like to sing with Celine Dion and change your life now? Or Please? do you want to, he's like, I don't know. I want to stay with the Alan McBeal thing. You know, it's nuts. But he, I actually wish, and I've never said this before in my life. I probably will never say it again. I could have done with a little more Josh Groban in this. I, we knew that was what it was going to right there. I, I'm going to pull that out as a soundbite and yes. just put it in every episode I from now done on. I could have with a little more Josh Groban. <laughs> That's your super pump from now on it's in every Josh movie Groban. ever reviewed. I don't know if I could because he was so... Ugh. That's what I wanted from him. I, worst. I wanted a little more of that that final moment we get of him where it's just like, oh, I just I need some more time for me. Oh my god. That gosh. was so he's such a jerk. Okay, and it right. was so funny. While we're talking about Hannah's scene with Josh Groban, her, her best friend, friend sucks so much. What? She, I hate her so much. She's the worst. Like, but it's you like, feel like she's doing a good job of making you hate her? Or I, you, I think, you think the character shouldn't have I been I think there. the character's crap. I oh, think no, literally no the actress, way. I really feel like the oh, actress no. was like, hey, what's my character's name? And they were like, sassy. And she's <laughs> like, no, I mean the name. They're like, sassy. My man, <laughs> one of my favorite parts of this movie. Are you see? I feel like she is so When she turns away the, the, the older man and is like, honey. Just, not even in your dreams. Yeah, she not she in goes, your honey, dreams. in what world? Yeah. And she, no, because to me, she is the audience's analog, both for looking at Ryan Gosling and for looking at Hannah's relationship. And she is saying what we are saying about Ryan Gosling, going, are you kidding me? Right. Look at this man. But then she's looking at Josh Groban and going, are you kidding me? Look yeah. at this man. I just and did for me not too, for from like a movie business standpoint, which I don't really have, I've never been in it, but like- <laughs> That's the end of your thought. How many though, how many, <laughs> how many women you think who, who love this movie- identify with her. Callie like, loved is, her, dude. Is that why she's there? And I'm not yes. saying Callie's sassy or anything like that. Well, you know. Everybody, you know. everybody got their moments. <laughs> but I, for me, I was like, oh, that is for the girl. And listen, I love trash TV. Maybe that's why I loved it so much. Yeah. Okay. I have just downloaded five seasons of Southern Charm, which is a show on Bravo from Never Charleston. Heard of I've seen exactly. the commercials for that, and it makes me want to jump out of so my skin. So this makes sense. Great. <laughs> we know why I love it and why you don't, and that's fine. Can we that's explain totally why okay. I love it? Because I'm not really figuring that out. You I love do like trash TV, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah, hey, work. come on. Yeah. That'll work. No, I, I like a raccoon with all that TV is, trash. I, I was actually going to pump on her, which so that's that's very interesting. She's a pump for me. Well, I guess we got to cancel the podcast. Now. Right, it was such a, it was a good start too fun. to let you know this is the kind of humor this will be. Yes, of course, Steve Carell did great sure. with his first scenes the whole sure. time, and I think I, I I think Julianne Moore was supposed to kind of play a straight character, um, but the the first joke that we hear between Emma Stone and her friend really kind of set the pace for here's the kind of humor this will be with yeah. the Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Yeah. I would totally yeah. sleep with Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Like, are you yeah. serious? You know? And I thought that was, I think that, that was great. That was a good setup. Um, yeah. I, I guess, I guess I acknowledge she has a purpose and a role in the narrative. She growing. feels That's great. <laughs> Look at you. How far she you've come. She feels like she was written by people who are like, this is totally what young girls talk like. Dad, yeah. I would agree with that. Okay. I'll agree I with that. that. I still liked it though. Okay. Well, I need to keep talking until you don't like it. Okay. I feel enough. like she was really, <laughs> So actually somebody I do want to talk about, because this is around the time that we really start to meet him and get to know him a little better. Guys, David Lindhagen. Oh my God. Can we talk about Kevin Bacon? Lindhagen. Here's what they've done too. This is such a brilliant movie because they've, they've done so much to please everybody. Yeah. And anyone who has ever liked Footloose or anything like that, all you have to do is Kevin Bacon. And 
we can you can say the transition between Marvel Cinematic Universe and this movie is the reference to Kevin Bacon, or that yeah, he's sure, even there yeah. because it's, it's he, the he's a member of the Avengers. Right? He's Earth's That's what we learned hero. from yeah, yeah. Infinity War. <laughs> it's the Bacon verse. Yeah, it could be him. <laughs> but yeah, just to have him in here, and he, you know what? He was not. He was less douchey than Groban, dude. Way less. That was my thing. Yeah, he was. I kind of loved that. See, but I don't think he did. I mean, what he did was wrong. And, and I, so something that was very interesting to me about this movie that I want to get into now that we're kind of in the meat of the movie. Yeah. It operated in a lot of very interesting moral gray area, um, specifically with the idea of adultery. Um, and something that it did was it didn't glorify adultery. In fact, it, it showed us the harm yeah. that it caused. But it also made a very interesting point to show us David Lindhagen was not a bad man. Yeah. He was a good dude who genuinely cared and... Emily was the one who had a, a moment of weakness mm-hmm. and, you know, Lindhagen should have known better, of course, like, sure. yeah. but it did a good job of showing no one person is at fault and no one person is fully innocent, yeah. but also no one person is fully bad. And right. I think it would have been really easy to demonize. I was David just Lindhagen. thinking that as I was watching that last night, like it is, it would have been very easy to go, Hey Cal, you know, you just stopped trying. That's why Emily cheated on you. But yeah. the movie doesn't do that. The movie no. does. And I think, again, that speaks to the statement of theme that like, because love is a deep-seated friendship, it's it's not 50-50, it's 100-100. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, it takes two people both trying to make love work. I, I think this is a good time for my super dump. Okay. And so my super dump was, I mean, in talking about the relationship too between like Robbie and Jess, kind of mm-hmm. how creepy that was, just give me five more minutes of a little bit of David Linhagen. Okay. Because that's heartbreaking yeah. yeah. because, because I don't hate him yeah. and because he did the exact same thing that just, or, uh, that, uh, Julianne Moore, Emily, Emily, he did the exact same thing that Emily did. They both had an affair yeah, and he doesn't win. Like he's kind of thrown to the side. There is no redeeming thing yeah. for him. Right. Yeah, Cause we don't, any, we don't yeah. see yeah. like and at it, least give me, I, I don't know. It would have been kind of douchey, but give me him in a convertible driving off and it's an Easter egg sure. with, with a lady, you know, yeah. and it's yeah, like, yeah. He got with nothing the teacher. Out of it. He's with Marissa Tomei. Like, oh, after the such come on. Like driving out. Why didn't yeah. they do that? But it totally does. Now that you mentioned it, it totally does feel like he just he gets comeuppance because he's not the protagonist. Right. Yeah. You know exactly. I mean? I, be- and I agree with that. Yeah, he becomes just this this idea that yeah. the characters in the movie get to hate. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he he just happened upon it. Yeah. And it was uh <laughs> and you know, he I mean, we could say he was less we don't know his life. Sure. But he we don't want to make it a movie about David Linhagen, right. but that's he, the prequel. he is, yes, he is less <laughs> despicable. <laughs> I mean, if we're saying the fact that he slept with Emily is what makes him unlikable, is he less, uh, Cal mentions nine women. Yeah. Yeah. He cheated on his wife nine times. Yeah. And so it's just like, I don't yeah, know. Because I guess they're not divorced at that point. No. They're separated. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. well hap- maybe they might have been. I don't, I don't really I don't know. think it ever went. I don't. I don't yeah. think it went into the minutia of I mean, I feel like stuff. we would have seen the, the, the Santa scene. Claus, you know, where it's like, we, we give you no custody and you can only take him in the sleigh on Christmas Eve. Yeah. You know, in the court. So now <laughs> making sure that making sure you knew that scene was in the court. <laughs> Throw in, the, in co- the end from a judge, from a, a judge. human judge, not an elf judge. He judges. So <laughs> judgmental judge. I, I don't want to spend a lot of time personally on Marissa Tomei's scene other than to say she was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And that's She's fine. Great. Um, she, did a great job of giving off this kind of like unsettling, a little unhinged vibe right at the well, beginning. Well, I think we're to interpret that Ben Parker has just died. Sure, and she's like yeah. rebounding well, hard Peter from Uncle Ben. Where's Peter at this point is what I want. Yeah. yeah. 
MCU, baby. See, there's a lot of more. We're back. What's going to be funny is you can make any connection because everyone in the world was in it or might be in it one day. Which you could probably, you know, three three separations from this movie too because everybody's in this. Yeah. So I'm just I'm going to preemptively call my shot, Steve Carell for uh, Mr. Fantastic. Anyway, game. um, His nose is already elongated. Yeah, enough. exactly. Yeah. Dude's just, got the Wah! dude's got the biggest honker, and you know why? Founding member of the Goose Pack. Where my goose? Where's my Goose Pack at? Ah, uh, dang uh, it! Cold. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're dry heaving. I know. I'm <laughs> trying. Oh, oh, it's so good. <laughs> my goose thing so, again. So I, I would like to talk about Jacob and Hannah. Yeah. yeah. This moment, she finally leaves Josh Groban. He says, you raise me up. And she says, you sit on down. Yeah. And he, Scotch. I've been sitting on that joke for a minute. That was good. Thank you so much. Smelly. <laughs> Stank joke. And uh, she joke leaves, was chunky. And she has this big, larger than life stump, dripping wet from the rain moment yeah. of gossling smooch. And then says, you want to get out of here? And he goes, you bet. And then comes what was honestly almost my super pump for the movie. It it wasn't, but it's a huge pump for me, which is what this almost stereotypical love scene ends up turning into. Yeah. They go back home. What do you have? You're smiling as though you've got a joke locked and loaded. No, I don't have a joke locked and loaded. That is my super pump. Really? My super pump is their, their all night long date where yeah. they just hang out. And for the first time, Jacob has a legitimate relationship connection with somebody yes. besides Cal, I guess. No, give it, yeah. talk more. It's so good. I just think it's awesome. I mean, again, like everything, like this movie is so laser targeted around its statement of theme. Yes. That, again, I've said it a million times already, love is a friendship. Love is that like kind of deep relationship based on shared life experience. And love is intimacy and honesty. Yeah. And that's yeah. exactly what they have all night. And it's well, so awesome. Callie looked at me last night and she goes, I really think the crux of the movie is when Jacob looks at Hannah and says, I want you, can you do, can you do me a favor? Would you ask me a personal question? Yeah. And, and yeah, Callie said that to her, that. that is the turning point of the entire movie. That's mm-hmm. where everything shifts. Yeah. Yeah. Is because that that's when the movie question. goes, Hey, we've been setting this up as if this is the thing to pursue. And like, it's this not, is not, that's yeah. not it. Right. Well, and, and then they made, they made their relationship. The thing that was one of the most attractive things about the movie yes. is to see them like that. And it was, it was still hot and it was like a sexy thing to just sit down and just talk about yes. life yeah. and like, don't do the usual thing. And and then just to throw fun at what's your move. Yes. It's like, you're not ready for the move, you know, cause he, oh, he's already so at this point to where it's like, no, you're not messing this up. It's like, I want to be different. Yeah, you know, yeah. before like ask me a personal question, it's like you don't we don't even have to do that. Sure. And it works because he took so, his shirt off. Well, so they do, do they, it so well with the the massage chair. Do they live in a universe in which the movie Dirty Dancing exists, but the movie Footloose does not exist? Or does David Linhagen all the time get told, man, you look just like the guy <laughs> I from think it's Footloose? Probably that one. It's okay. probably that one. <laughs> all right. Just like, you look just like Kevin Bacon. Because how, how does Dirty Dancing exist and not Footloose? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, because, you know, canonically, Dirty Dancing is the prequel to Footloose. It is, yeah. It, Dirty Dancing is the story of how the town from Footloose began. Yeah, they're like, that dancing, dancing? Yeah. that dancing is too just dirty. too dirty. <laughs> that's some <laughs> nasty dancing. We got to get out of here. We got to outlaw that stuff. Why is he gyrating? What is this? <laughs> too dirty. Too dirty. Too fast, too dirty. <laughs> too dancing, too dirty. <laughs> <laughs> but the moment the moment in the house it's not really even a moment it's the entirety of the scene and i'm gonna chalk it up here to just pure chemistry yeah oh, emma man. stone ryan gosling she's saying she i love the reveal of how nervous she is and she's oh i'm not normally that confident that's not really yeah. me i'm very uncomfortable right now right. and he's just like hey you're gonna yeah, go I'm up yeah i, I kind of got it but you're good don't worry and then when they when they kind of move things over to the bedroom but then she goes 
do you have one of those massage chairs? And his whole, it's, to me, it was brilliant. His yeah. whole, no, yeah, I do. No, I don't. I definitely do. Who would buy one of those? I would. I bought one of those. Yeah. That whole thing. And then she goes out and then just, I hate it. And from, for me, that was like the tipping of this domino yeah. where all of a sudden I was team Hannah and Jacob until I team died. Team yeah. And, and I Jana. think that in this scene is what, what is set up is um, Cal kind of being left in the dust. Mm-hmm. Not really knowing what to do because this is around the same time that Cal and Emily are having their big fight about all the women that Cal has slept with yeah. and about uh, Robbie's teacher. And Robbie is angry at his dad for – Robbie has this cool moment with his dad at the apartment complex um, when he says, you know, I'm, I'm looking for some inspiration here, dad. Like, please. Yeah. Please don't give up. And th- there's this moment in the middle – it's really like about two-thirds of the way through the movie where this happens – and it just kind of sets everything up to fall at the end. Yeah. In a really cool way. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And, you know, back to that scene um, with uh, Hannah and Jacob, It's it was so funny. It was It's a pump for me. It was almost the super pump of the one, you know, this helped make, make it PG-13 outside yeah. of all the, like, innuendos and jokes yeah. and things like that. But, like, and it's what everybody is thinking. She's like, just take your shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> just take it off. And then she looks at it for a while and just drops the bomb. Yeah. And I thought that I laughed out loud. Yeah. I thought that was so funny. Yes. Um, Absolutely. But they do. And and I, and I'm finding a lot of this. He might just be the number one man crush right now, but I'm yeah, finding a lot no of me just me, asking yeah. myself questions about like, so is, is he just doing a really good job of acting like Jacob or is Ryan Gosling like this? And then also, is it like, is really like I referenced to earlier, is it 50% ad lib that he's doing right now and just yeah. being Ryan Gosling? Or is I he just really is. good at acting like he's embodied this character? Is he just being himself? And it has he's, to feel that way. I feel like he's himself because he's so similar to his character in La La Land yeah. in terms of like his just overall demeanor. And I think he's a good actor. And he a is, lot of people think he is opinion. just way too like stoic. And But there is so much to be said about in Drive – which is one of my favorite movies. She sure. hardly has any lines. Honestly, in Blade Runner yeah, 2049, hardly any lines, but there's something that He's he incredible. can do subtly. Oh, yeah. I yeah. wrote down, like, I would nominate his his jaw muscles for <laughs> yeah. an Academy Award because Each there's something individually. That, like, wait, ooh, oh, two ripples on the left cheek. Like, what does it <laughs> well, mean? He's angry. So his his left eye is a little bit, I think, higher than his right eye. No Dude's way. face and, is mad asymmetrical. And every time I look at it, I'm like, it just makes me love you more, dude. You just look no- more normal. But You're tricking everybody. More. And here's the thing. I have, I want to make a movie and it's just a documentary. And the documentary is called Ryan Gosling being startled because my favorite thing in the world is anytime Ryan Gosling in a movie is surprised or startled or shocked. And he just gives like a, or like a jump or, or a step back. Yeah. He is, his skill is looking as though he is taken aback by something. Is that the sequel to Ryan Gosling refuses to eat his cereal? Yes, exactly. <laughs> one of the very my next favorite one. So good. But it's the very next one right after that. Good. But um, I guess this this kind of naturally takes us to, uh, I really think we should just hit the backyard scene. Uh, yeah. not, not the big backyard scene yeah. first. I think we should hit the nighttime address. Oh you know, my Because Cal, Cal does his own yard work at the house that he's not supposed to live at anymore. Right. Yeah. 
and there is so much symbolism there, oh. but those scenes to me are some of the most like heartbreaking in the movie. Yeah. Oh again, gosh. that fits in the same category as I've got to go shop for furniture now. It's like, he's made yes. his whole life about taking care of these people and making sure they have yes. you know, a nice place to live right. and that they are happy and comfortable. And he just that cannot, so symbolic. he cannot yeah. exist without that kind of purpose driving him. Yep. Yeah. Just, and just the brilliance of being able to see her. Yeah. And she doesn't know that while she's on the phone with him, he's right there. And he just, he, he, he is not taken aback. He's like, she's lying to me. He's like, oh my God, she's, she still loves me. I think that might've been the point where he he really saw it. I think it's when he got the confidence to do his big romantic. Oh, absolutely. Cause it's almost the next scene, right? I mean, it's it's basically big things, right? Cause the very next thing is, is, uh, I think Jacob calling from the wine store. So it's basically that. Oh, and he's calling him while, isn't he in home Depot with his son and his daughter what is going on with his daughter what do you mean she's like six maybe how old is she in this movie i think she's supposed to be like 10 how many 10 year olds do you know that immediately anytime a tv is on they go dance in front of the tv along with the music video yeah it was not great that role i think so in my ideal version of this movie where robbie and jessica are both high school seniors that role is played by a dog because <laughs> oh my because Molly has no reason to be in this movie at all. She yeah. does nothing, adds nothing and That's very true. Literally all she does is watch TV or say Anna, Nana. I am not joking. The three things she does in this movie, watch TV, dance along to a music video, yeah. say Nana and then Ask if she can go watch TV. Yeah, because she didn't really create a new dynamic or anything. No, she, no. And she also she was wasn't. There. there was enough humor in there. She, I, she was not any kind of like comic relief. Or no anything. way. She literally well, was you, just like you actually don't even see her full face until the backyard scene at the end. Yep. Oh, no, wow. she's she's obscured or in shadow in some way. <laughs> okay. Every other scene. I I do not understand that. That actress is named Joey King. She's in like a couple of other like. She is the daughter from season one of Fargo. Oh, she super is. And she's great in that. Yeah. I think it was just, she was young, probably. Yeah. I don't at that know. point, she just had seems to like a weird like choice. eight or nine. Seems maybe. like a weird choice to be like, and I think that's what happens when you de-age, when you make Robbie younger than he needs to be. I agree. Yeah. You have to have some other person in the house so that it's a, it's a believable family outside of the Hannah reveal. Yes. You know what I mean? Did yeah. you know Emma Stone is actually only three days older than the girl who played Jess? Yes. Which is crazy. Really? Yeah. The look age-wise is insane. Mm-hmm. And also I've watched enough trash TV to know <laughs> that the girl who plays Jess was on America's Next Top Model. Wait, really? And I recognized her because of that. Really? Can I just yeah. say that she kind of a little bit looks like the human version of Ducky from Land Before Time? And then super can we just does. Wow. that? She super does. Yeah. She, she, that's all I can Man. see the whole time, but I just, I don't want to spend a lot She's of time on She's got those Chris there. Pine <laughs> lips. But yeah, she yeah. definitely does. Um, can we please talk about the big backyard scene? Yeah, yep. it's time. Can I say this? Can, can we it? name our podcast the big backyard scene after this episode? <laughs> this scene, the David Lindhagen showdown, everything that happens here, this is unequivocally and without a doubt, my super pump for this movie. Yeah. Yep. There is no other option for Jordan. Yep. Yeah. This is everything colliding. This is everything the movie has been building to. Mm-hmm. This is for me, at least the first time I ever watched it, didn't see it coming. No way. No, I was shocked. And in a twist that juicy. Yeah. In a <laughs> romantic comedy like this was shocking. Yeah. That me. Nana reveal is good. And so this is actually only the second time that I've watched this movie. Uh, the Nana reveal really holds up. Like the movie doesn't suffer for it in the way that like, you know, if there's, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but like a movie where there's a huge twist in the end and then you yeah. watch through and the character's actions don't make sense. Right. You know, outside my, of that. My only thing reveal. is like, 
in what world did Jacob not look Cal up on Facebook and see a picture of her with him? That's my only thing. Yeah. But besides that, that and, and just with some suspension of disbelief, which like whatever, this backyard scene is perfect. Yeah. yeah. And Every they, reaction. They reward the rewatch, the rewatch too. That's yes. hard to say because you can they actually see there are a couple of scenes where they almost, we almost could have seen their relationship yes. because she's at the mall and he's like walking by because he's about to meet at this pivotal moment where he's yeah. about to, you know, actually get taught by Jacob, all this stuff. There's a couple times at the bar too, I think where they, they almost cross paths yeah. as well. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And Which, I think they were at a lot of the same places. Well, and it's funny cause it makes sense that Cal would choose that bar. Yep. Because he's probably heard his daughter talk. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. He knows about it. And, and so anyway, this whole backyard thing, everything from, uh, so Jessica's dad's name is Bernie. Yeah. Bernie's tackle of Cal. He's so angry. He pulls the, the windmill off. Everything is this wonderful buildup where Jacob walks over and is just like, I'll break these guys up. Everybody's fighting. Yep. Emily's going, oh, he's cute. And it's like, yeah, we're with you, Emily. We get it. Yeah. But then the moment. (laughs) <laughs> when David Lynn Hagen walks in the backyard and says, you left your scarf in my car and Ryan Gosling delivers the most deadpan line in the movie where he goes, you're David Lynn Hagen. All right. Yeah. that takes his ring off <laughs> and just decks this dude in the face. And that's my super pump. Oh yeah. That very moment. Um, and I think too, it is just so funny because he's done it again to where he's given you Jacob and everything, even about him and Cal's relationship. Yes. And we've, we've got just a little drop of, so he's, he still obviously cares about everything that's happened. Yes. And this is not just the end of their relationship by any means. That's on his mind. He's a loyal dude. Yeah. And what it just taking the ring off was such a fun little thing. Like, yep. I'm going I'm to hurt this to man, punch this person. but it could have, I could cut him if I leave my ring on. Like, why did he, it was yeah. like, it just added I to just want to the punch, gravitas really of the punch in the <laughs> yeah. face. It's um, so good. I mean, he might as well have been like, so this is happening. Yes. Here it is. Yeah. And I think the whole backyard scene was just a collective show of the, the skill of the cinematography of this movie, of yeah. the yes. of the writing, of everything that the way the it was just together, oh, it was so to good. where it it didn't feel like a really old like huh who where yeah huh? <laughs> you know they like they did these things and and they did give us a lot of people who are saying the same lines but in the way that they're delivered it's really funny mm. and I loved it so much it's so I, good I yeah. love the in a similar vein just when we're talking about these subtle things that really do elevate this movie to another level, Mm -hmm. we've got them sitting on the curb afterwards and the cop comes up and says, which one of you is David Lindhagen? And all three of the other guys go, yeah, Hagen. Hagen. They point <laughs> yeah, at him. They correct the pronunciation. And it's so perfect that he's all the way on the right side, like the left side of the frame. Yeah. <laughs> like putting him in the middle would have been weird. But it's there's just, just so, so many little good. things that make it such good shots. So um, in, in this interim time, we kind of have um, something cool, which is Jacob encouraging Hannah to contact her dad and yeah. kind of mend that relationship. Everything sort of breaks apart after this backyard fight. Um, people go their own ways. See, that's where this movie gets confusing to me. Like okay. it, it feels like the backyard fight is supposed to be the end of the movie. You know what yeah, I mean? Okay. And that's why I think it's a, I feel like it's gotta be a four act structure. I yeah. mean, do we think that with a think, very short fourth, you mean? Yeah. Do we yeah. think that the backyard act is the end of act two, the backyard See, fight? The backyard felt like the beginning of act three to me. That's just not traditionally. I mean, I guess it could be a weird three act structure, but act three is when the like final lines of conflict are drawn and you realize sure. it's kind of, we've said on the show before, kind of the Death Star briefing. But I think whatever, it is. You know I mean? So something that's interesting about this movie is that I think it subverts a lot of genre stereotypes. Yeah. And one of those genre stereotypes to me would be big fight happens, guy gets the girl in the end. But actually this big backyard fight is when everything make, gets even worse for Cal. Yeah. yeah. And ultimately what we find, and I'm actually really excited to, because we have a few minutes left and I want to spend a little bit of time at the very end 
talking about this. But um, to me, this was when we set up what the true conflict of the movie is, which is Cal versus himself. Exactly. Yeah. That's and so good. That's why it feels like a, the beginning of the third act for me, because I feel like this was really the moment where Cal understood, okay, it's not Jacob's fault. It's not David Lynn Huggins' fault. Yeah. It's not Emily's fault. I need to apologize. I need to get better at this. And, you know, other people but have see, their he already things. did that, though. He did that. Like, he came to that realization, and that's why the backyard scene even happened in the first place. I think you're right, but I, I think so. up until that point, his motivations were wrong. I think he was still trying to win back his wife rather than make right for the thing, the hurt that he caused. And yeah. I'll explain why. So maybe um, it's a maybe it's like a classic Pixar style four act with an external revolution resolution in Act Three and then internal resolution in Act Four. I think so. Yeah, because we go to this eighth grade graduation, which is such a wonderful place to end this movie, in my yeah. opinion. <laughs> I think it's you good. get the traditional outside the airport terminal speech. Yeah. Except it's at an eighth grade an graduation. Eighth grade graduation. Yeah. Um, and we don't have to get into like dirty details of the scene, but something that this movie does that I don't know that I've seen another movie about this kind of subject matter do before is tackle the pain that the affair caused the people that weren't his wife hmm. and specifically father to son. And he, he looks at his son and in this moment, he realizes that his selfishness with not fighting for the person that he loved was equated to not fighting for the family he loved. Huh. Yeah. And so his, his children saw not fighting for mom as not fighting for us too. Yeah. And, and you see it too. The, the very end of the backyard scene was just maybe the biggest gut punch when he says, go big or go home. Right. <laughs> you know, it's still you and me. Yeah. And he's like, no dad, go just home. Just go home. Jeez. Yeah. Oh my God. And it's hard. Yeah. And, and that's why I think that the, the, the final kind of moments of this movie are so poignant because I think they, they quell a lot of the like turmoil that we've been feeling this whole movie. And yeah. they go, I think for me, at least I watched the end of this movie and cause it's not fixed, mm -hmm. but I think yeah. the movie ends and we go, it's going to be fine. Yeah. Everybody's going to so. be okay. I think that's what we're supposed to feel. Yeah. Small dump. The last shot of the movie is, uh, I almost said Carl. What's his name? Coral. Robbie. Robbie. Jake. Robbie. Yeah. I almost said the Carl. Yeah. The last yeah. shot of the movie is him. Like the movie ends with him and, uh, uh, Jessica. Yeah. Like, as they're like the last shot we see, as the if last that pair was that supposed see. to be like, as if that's, yeah, as if the if they're our protagonist pair, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, not at all. Like, how in in what world are you editing this movie and go, I'm gonna pass up the opportunity to end with a shot of Cal looking at Jacob standing next to Hannah playing with our daughter who also could be a dog, <laughs> and then cut back to a reaction shot Molly's of Cal, a dog name too, and then Molly's a great dog name, sorry, but Jilly. like cut there, that's yeah. your movie, well, but. Yeah. I part of me feels like it was probably intentional with the idea. And I, I agree with you, but part of me does feel like a huge part of this movie is Cal wanting to do right by his son. And I feel like that was I feel like that's a huge part of acts three and four. Yeah. But again, I don't see, again, I don't see a whole lot of that before then. You're, you're right. And I, and I think it's because it isn't revealed that it's an issue to his son until that point. Yeah. It just feels messy to me. Yeah. Like there acts like the, the beginning really up into the, uh, the backyard scene is like, 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah. And then the, the kind of backyard scene through the end. It feels like just, a messy cleanup. Just a weird, weird little like yeah. calling action, you know. I can see that. Epilogue yeah. thing. I don't know. It actually works for me. And and probably because I'm very biased about this movie. Yeah. And I love this movie deeply within my soul, but it works for me. Well, I feel like we're accidentally rating it right now. Yeah. I feel like we're it's kind about, of, 
I feel like it's about time. There's no, there's no post-credit scenes here, so we can there just, aren't. There's no implications Samuel Jackson for does the not, universe. We know of. Sam yeah, Jackson does not true. ask anybody to join the Avengers. That's true. <laughs> so here at Two Chunks and a Hunk, we actually have a scientifically approved, formulated, and perfected rating system. Mm-hmm. Don't question it. It's trademarked. Uh, we're going to walk you through that right now, but it has a name, and it is the Scientific Cinema Scale. Mm. And it is as follows. The best thing that we could ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it, buy that poster. The next best thing that we could ever say about a movie, buy it. Take your dollars, give them to a store for the movie. Mm -hmm. The next best thing that we could ever say about a movie is to rent it. Take less, but still some of your dollars. Give it to something for owning it for a little bit. The next best thing that we could say about a movie is stream it. If you're already giving some of your dollars yeah. to a streaming service and it's on there, go for it. Stream it. Otherwise, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> and then the next best and second worst thing we could ever say about a movie is forget, forget it. it. Yeah. You're better off if you just pretend this movie does not exist. And lastly, the worst thing that we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. So who wants to go first? I will. For me, I oh, okay. sorry, I'm late. <laughs> is it rhetorical? Yeah, it's my yeah. first. Who wants time. to go first? Me. It's, it's my first time. Me. It's me first, <laughs> guys. This movie for me is a buy it. This movie is. I thought that's all you were going to say. <laughs> it's a buy it. It is so fun. It is hilarious. It is charming. It is also deeply touching. And I can't believe I forgot to mention the soundtrack to this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. rules from the very beginning. It is awesome. Yeah, yeah. This this is such. This is actually. I think one of my favorite all time movies. Really? Um, I don't know if it's a top 10, but top 20, I think. Yeah. I can see that. I'm, I'm going to say a buy it too. Okay. Um, if it was maybe some more shirt off from Gosling to make it to, sure. to go ahead and get the poster Fair. on the wall. If the poster is him. Honestly, can't say I didn't look up Gosling posters in general, but that's just another podcast. That's its own thing. Uh, yeah. It's its own thing. But yeah, it's a buy it for me for sure because I think it's just so brilliant in the writing and the acting. And I think a lot of it was summed up in the scene to where the rain's falling on Cal and he says, this is so cliche. Yeah. They have they have identified what is cliche about rom-coms. They have still tricked us because they used it well. Yeah. Like they yeah. still did things that we see all the time, but they did it really well. I and and I, I it's a buy it for me. And it, and it is it is uh, something I own. And so it's it's... It might be in the top 20 area for me too, top mm. 20 or 30. So cool. it's it's definitely way up there for the rom-com genre because awesome. it feels yeah. more than that, doesn't it? It I mean, does. It, it yeah. feels like you're almost sliding it to call it a rom-com. It, it feels like it feels so silly to even say this word, but they've they've become more popular recently. I'm actually very into it, but the the kind of meta genre of dramedy, hmm. that's okay. what this movie really feels like to me. Yeah. It's it's not quite it's not quite joke after joke per minute to be a straight up comedy, but it, it's not overly sad. You know, it's very charming and fun. Right. It feels like a dramedy to me. And I, and I think it sits very comfortably in that definition. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, I think I would have to give this movie a rent it. Okay. I think it is very good. Um, and just a kind of a bit of background on me. This is, I think technically the only rom-com I have ever seen. Hmm. Uh, this is good. I'm, I'm just, I don't know what it is about me. I'm not really about that 
genre. Like it yeah. just never really grabbed me. So maybe that's why I rate this lower than you guys. But no, that's fine. I think it's great. I enjoy it. I like it. I promise. Stop. <laughs> guys, guys. Stop yelling it. You're punching me. With this is audio only, so people can't tell you're punching me now. Owie. Stop. Oof. Oof. Owie. I took my ring off right Ouch. before. Nice. I appreciate it's, that. It's, it's yeah. Dogeland Hagen. <laughs> Dogeland Hagen. Dogeland Hagen. Dogeland Hagen. <laughs> if you made ice cream, you could be Hagen Doge. Dogeland Hagen Das. That'll work too. I, I dig them both. <laughs> no, pick which one you like more. This is. I can't important. do that. I just want you to keep me around, so I'm going to like everything. <laughs> nice. And then my pump, and that's my pump too. That's my it's pump. My you guys, pump. you guys are my pump. pump. It's all and my pump. I'm somewhere in between both of y'all's opinions, <laughs> but to a point to where you both like. It's still like me. Well, I'm sure this has been a very seamless edit into our podcast because we totally didn't forget to do this section of our show during our discussion. We do have some shout outs though. Uh, I want to give a huge, enormous, chunky thank you very much to Eric Rodriguez for sending in Avengers Infinity War pumps and dumps and for Reed Towns for sending in an Avengers Infinity War related existential question. He asked, does Thanos see the universe as half full or half empty? Oh, nice. If you want to help support the show, one of the best things that you could do is go onto iTunes and subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. That's one of the best ways that you could help Two Chunks in a Hunk gain traction and we would super appreciate it. Another thing before we go, if you want a shout out on the show, make sure that you hashtag official chunky on social media, or you can send us pumps and dumps through our website, www.twochunksandahunk.com. So, so speaking of still liking things and liking people in general, sticking with our romantic theme, next week we're going to be bringing you an episode all about that sweet, sweet, sparky goodness the notebook and oh man am i dreading this one never seen it oh never ever seen it i'm dreading it too and i'm not going to get too much into the plot yeah but i don't like to feel that way yeah i don't like it because i am a baby yeah like i am gonna is this gonna be a sad one for like i i legit really okay just watch no idea we're not gonna spoil hey i can hear your gears turning you I'm talking to you who's listening to this yes. podcast right now, mm. thinking about spoiling this movie for Doge as Don't a joke. Do Don't do it. I'm going to tell you what I think this movie is. Yeah. Oh, this is good. I think it is people, and I've seen the trailer. So I thought I think, that was, I think it's I think, I think it is people played by Ryan Gosling, and there's a woman in it too. Um, <laughs> there is. And they at least one. are at the World's Fair in 1920, okay. and they <laughs> write each other letters in a notebook, and then they grow apart. Uh, and then later, like maybe the fifties or something, they find the notebook and then they have to reconnect Ooh. with their mate from the world's fair in the twenties, but it's now the fifties and they've got to go on a cross country road trip to find the person that they shared a notebook with Bill and Ted's notebook adventure. It's amazing. Am I anywhere close? No, no. <laughs> it's actually, it's, you know how it's like. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Like yeah. there's just a different name for it, different places. <laughs> this is England's version of Pagemaster. <laughs> That's which all is this actually is. which is actually Texas's version of Beastmaster. Yeah. So we're gonna so, be watching Beastmaster now. Wow. Yeah. I'm no. so excited for Beastmaster. No, it's the notebook. <laughs> the the note the be- Beastmaster's hand the Beastmaster's <laughs> handbook of notes. The it's, note the note the handbook full of notes. It's Norkelis Sporks the Nortbork. <laughs> Written by Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Nicholas Spacks, the gnat back. <laughs> well, we'll be coming at you talking about that gnat back next oh. week. Until next time, until notebook time, I'm Jordan Wonders. 
I'm Doge Doge. And I'm Guest Carter. This has been Two Chunks and, and One Honk. It, it, one, uh, one Honk. What? Bye! You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.